Welcome into the bank, a show which covers the Baltimore Ravens and the NFL. The bank is part of BSL Radio. Baltimore Sports and Life is dedicated to analysis and discussion on the Baltimore Orioles, the Ravens, and the University of Maryland. The site has a team of writers providing coverage of those teams and houses live streaming content weekly. Join the conversations at the message board, like BSL on Facebook, and follow BSL on Twitter. Welcome into the bank. We're back. Uh, had some technical difficulties. Apologies about that last week, but we are back tonight. Excited to talk some Ravens. Uh, Mercer Fuller and Home Carpet One, their third generation family business established in 1959, located on Main Street in beautiful, historic downtown Westminster. They're the oldest floor covering store in Carroll County and one of Maryland's longest running flooring businesses. For all your uh, flooring needs, Fink Mercer Floor and Home Carpet One. So back tonight with my colleagues, uh, Mike Randall and Jamie Seek. Uh, guys, uh, sent you the agenda. We're going to skip through a little bit. Uh, obviously, the story today, camp was uh, the scare with uh, first-round pick, Rashad Bateman, uh, and his injury. So let's kind of go through the uh, – uh what we know there and kind of the overall health of the roster as a whole so um uh mike i'll let you kind of lead off there yeah it it didn't sound real good at first with uh the way jeff sreebeck described it from the athletic he was out there at camp uh that he was running a slant and basically pulled up lame and fell right to the ground he was helped off the field by marcus peters and a trainer uh whenever it's non-contact like that and a guy just pulls up and falls down it, it's never good so um our, our worst fears were that it was going to be a knee problem it looks like more like maybe a groin possibly a hamstring uh they're not really giving us too much details at this point other than they're going to take it week by week um so I, I at this point i don't really expect to see much of them uh for the rest of uh, camp uh preseason games especially at least this first one probably second one are out of the question um but we'll, we'll take it from there, I guess. But you, you hate to see this happen. You, you want to get through camp injury-free, and, you know, this certainly depletes the wide receiver group. And, and Bateman being a guy you expect to be a big part of this offense, is it's not how you want him to get started. We'll, we'll go for the rest of the injuries in a second. Jamie, just uh, quick thoughts on Bateman. And, you know, he's already missed a, a few other practices. And what does this do for the offense as a whole? I mean, in general, it's obviously concerning because, again, not just whatever he's dealing with right now, but over the course of, you know, the first week and a half or so of camp, he's already had various, you know, muscle soreness, muscle issues where he's had to miss practice or leave practice. My only hope is that maybe it's just a thing because he didn't play last year and maybe it's just getting back into playing shape and running around and little things have crept up that were unexpected. Uh, Cause obviously the expectation is that he's, he's going to be the missing piece that the Ravens have been looking for as far as a big time wide receiver. So he needs to be out there, but you got to be healthy to get out there. So hopefully this is just a speed bump early in his career and he'll get himself back together and be ready to go for the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, I, my kind of de facto um, mindset is I don't get too uh, worked up with uh, things in camp, or at least until I, I know kind of the bigger picture where, where things are. Like, you know, there, there seems to be, you know, injury concerns. We'll get through some of the other players. But it, you wait until you have more concrete information, and then you go from there. 
So I'm not going to get too worked up over this right right now without knowing anything more, at least tonight while we're uh, taping. But uh, just in general, my, my thought is, hey, Rook, you know, trying to adjust to the league. Uh, quarterback that had already missed time. Uh, they're trying to build continuity. And then Bateman, you know, you're looking for him. I'm not expecting him to be uh, like Jefferson last year with the Vikings and just, you know, explode. But I, he needs to be a reliable game uh, piece, uh, you know, somebody that can move the chain. So that is a little bit of a concern. And you just hope that you're, uh, you know, like you said, ready to go when the lights come on. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Mike, take us through some of the other uh, – where we are currently with uh, some of the other injuries uh, going on with the roster. Uh, yeah, with uh, pertaining to the wide receivers, Marquise Brown and Miles Boykin, both with hamstring injuries as well. Uh, Marquise Brown a little longer since he only, he's been out since the second day of camp. Uh, let's see, where else are we? Uh, I even when I wrote my article a few days ago about addressing the offensive line, I said Kevin Zeitler was about the only sure thing right now because we hadn't had Ronnie Stanley back. And now Zeitler has been sidelined with a foot injury that they're saying it's not going to be one or two days, but it's not going to be a month either. I think that that was the quote Harbaugh gave. So uh, not sure where Zeitler stands at this point. Um, uh, Ronnie Stanley did return uh, yesterday, I believe, to practice, which is a great sign. Uh, Jimmy Smith uh, went down uh, with an ankle injury, was carted off. Yeah, one note there on Stanley, yeah. So he practiced yesterday, didn't practice today. Uh, But uh, again, I wouldn't take that as necessarily a bad thing. My my just sense is they probably kind of slow play him back in the – uh, in the shape, I was just happy to see him practicing yesterday. <laughs> you know, right? Take, take that. Let's uh, let's see if we can build build off of that a little bit. But yeah, you were getting right into Jimmy Smith, and that was the scare scare of the camp the other uh, uh, this past week. What, what was the story there? Yeah, uh, same thing. He was carted off uh, with what looked what they said was a major leg injury. Um, turns out it's a low ankle sprain, uh, which is much better than a high ankle sprain. So uh, I think same thing. It's going to be probably a couple weeks at minimum for that. Um, there again, we're not going to know much about timetables with injuries unless it's something extremely serious where we can just tell right away that it's going to be bad. Um, so another one that we're hoping, uh, you know, maybe by, you know. Kickoff's 33 days away, so hopefully by then, uh, you know. And, and Jimmy's injury is kind of a good example of what I was saying, which is, you know, right away all of us uh, uh, armchair doctors, you know, immediately thinking up oh, the worst-case scenario. But, you know, it's not too bad. Sometimes you really just got to wait and see what the the information is. Jamie, uh, I'll get your thoughts there on uh, Jimmy or maybe any other injury news, but – at least with Jimmy, like I'm not really expecting him to play all 17 games. I just want him ready down the uh, down the stretch. So the bigger thing to me is the depth behind him and making sure that they're ready. <laughs> they're well, ready to go. Uh, right. I mean, the big the 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 thing with this year's roster or the potential for it is we've talked about a little bit it's obviously it's come up on the board is the depth and the quality depth and the fact that we're going to end up putting some good football players out on the street so obviously you'd like a veteran and accomplished player like jimmy smith to play as many games as possible but given what his role is going to be and given the the depth that we have behind him if for some reason this lingered and he wasn't able to go in week one it's not the end of the world 
and I think that's the if you're going to look at a good thing with the uh, rash of injuries that we've had, they've been minor. I mean, let's call it what it is. There hasn't been any. There's there hadn't been any ACLs or Achilles or anything like that. Knock on wood, obviously. So as long as it's it's little things like this that guys can you know rest and recover from. It's not ideal. Obviously, you'd like to be perfectly healthy, but that's not realistic. Nagging injuries are going to happen. Let's just, uh, you know, look at it as, hey, at least it's not big stuff. And most of the guys that have been nicked up now should, should hopefully be ready on opening day. Uh, see, I'm on uh, Marshall, the 2019 pick. He's been back practicing. You know, we haven't actually seen, like, you know, game time with him uh, uh, so far. Uh be interesting if he can stay upright during the rest of camp and see if what he looks like in you know maybe the preseason games where he figures to get some run mm-hmm. see if he could possibly emerge as somebody to have a chance to make the roster uh and let's talk about the receivers you know you talk, you know you mentioned Mike uh, Hollywood down and uh, Boykin down and uh, Baby Deion, down Deion Kane is down if you want to go that far <laughs> so who has been the story with uh uh, in the receiver group, it, it's been James Prochet. He's he's stepped up to the plate. It sounds like from all the reports uh, I've been reading every day, he's the one that is uh, going to make the most of this opportunity. That uh, he's he, he's in line to make the most of this opportunity with one, two, three guys uh, down. Uh, you know, Sammy Watkins, Devin Duvernay, the other rookie, Tylen Wallace, the fifth round pick. Um, James Prochet is going to slot right in there with those guys uh, for preseason games. I expect him to get a lot of run. Uh, He's impressed in camp every day. It sounds like there's a report where he makes some spectacular catch or he's making, uh, being targeted in the red zone, uh, you know, making a physical grab while being draped by a defender. Um, Just all good things uh, coming out about him this uh, past week. Jamie, we've talked about it before, but uh, with, Prochet's play there that really puts pressure on Boykin to get back and produce over the next uh, few weeks, right? Yeah, I mean, not only has had Boykin not really done much prior to getting sidelined, but now he's sidelined. I mean, it's not a it's not a good combination for him when you already have somebody who, you know, obviously we know at every turn the organization wants to talk about what a great blocker Boykin is. And believe me, it's it's an asset in this offense. We've seen him blocking 25, 30 yards downfield. That's helped help this running game, you know, continue to make big plays throughout the course of the last couple of years. But you were hoping with his size that he would be able to contribute more than he has. And this season, given the fact that they drafted two more receivers, brought in Sammy Watkins. The pressure was really on him to perform. And you can't perform if you're not on the field. Now, it's not his fault he got hurt. You know, inj- you know, muscle injuries like that happen. But he's, he's going to get caught up in the numbers game. I, I can't see how they can keep seven wide receivers and unless they short the roster somewhere else. And if he's not getting it done, he's, he's going to find himself out of a job. I did see there is a – uh, injured players have the ability to return right this year. I think they, they uh, uh, in a shorter time frame, three weeks and not and not yeah. eight. So and there's no designate. You don't have to designate just one player. Basically, it's going to be like the baseball injured list, except instead of it being you know ten days, it's going to be three weeks. 
seems like a way that you know if you think about baseball where they kind of hide uh hide some numbers you, you think you could see that as well maybe a guy or two um all right let's go back kind of where we were going to start mike you had uh you mentioned it earlier one of your articles in the last couple of weeks you looked at i think it was just this past week you looked you suggested some line options uh and additional depth uh as you also mentioned, Stanley, you know, back practicing yesterday, probably the best news of camp so far. Go through those line options that you mentioned and kind of just uh, kind of what you're thinking there. <laughs> yeah, the, the, there's three big names that are the, the top three free agent tackles on the market. Um, Mitchell Swartz, uh, the Kansas City uh, tackle that was released last past offseason. Um, he had back surgery last year, cutting his season short. Um he kind of looks like if you if you Google him and look at his social media, he's out there living his best life right now and <laughs> enjoying uh, being a family man and doing dad stuff and uh, doesn't look like he's sweating not getting an invite to camp somewhere. Um, you know, back injuries for, for men that size too. I mean, playing that position, that's going to be tough to overcome as well. Um, but what is a really, really good tackle uh, for a long time in this league? Russell Okung sounds like he's the kind of guy looking for – uh, you know, a, a quite a sizable uh, financial offer. So I don't think he's going to be someone the Ravers are going to look at given our cap situation. And then Rick Wagner, uh, he was let go by the Packers after this past season. He was signed as their third tackle last year and ended up playing 60% of the snaps there. Uh, still played, still playing at a, at a really good level, uh, but he's going to, it looks like, possibly retire that nothing official but that was the rumor when the Packers did let him go that he, he was thinking about retirement at age 31 um, but you know he'd be able to come here somewhere familiar and getting so close to a championship last year in Green Bay uh, coming up short against the Bucks in the NFC title game he'd be able to come to Baltimore on a cheap deal uh, he was signing I think in Green Bay for two years at 11 million the Ravens could certainly fit something like that into their salary cap situation um, but maybe the Ravens like what they have uh, with Stanley coming back, uh, with Villanueva, I think, making the adjustment uh, decently to the right side. I don't think there's been anything negative about that other than maybe the first couple days getting used to it. I did see Preston today and take Preston's comments as what you will. Of course, uh, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, for whatever reason, Preston's the son. Uh, he, his evaluation of Villanueva was that uh, Villanueva looks uh, uh, injured and, and uh, awfully stiff. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not okay. out there. It's not my eyes. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll all start to get a look uh, ourselves uh, soon. You know, my thought is that 6'9", 330-pound guy, I mean, he, he's going to look a little stiff yeah. at this point, point point in his career he, you know you're signing him because he's a long-term vet and you're just hoping he can hold up for for one year and maybe he's going to need a little extra help but you know i'm trying not to worry about him so <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah the, the the situation is a little it's one of those things where on paper if everybody's healthy this the potential starting five has it has a chance to be really good the problem is we've had nagging injuries, an all-pro not yet getting back to the field, a couple position changes that we're not sure about. And then when you look at the depth, particularly at tackle, 
it, it's a little disconcerting, especially when you're going to want to you're you're going to be running the ball sixty ish percent of the time. You'd really like to have your off. I mean, you want to have your offensive line, you know, be your strong point anyway. Yeah, absolutely. But, and after getting yeah, after getting Houston signed to me, and I think you guys are the same. It's like. That's the last thing. If you could get another veteran uh, tackle there, that you would feel good, but uh, you know about if you had to use. I mean, that's the last thing I, I feel for the roster going into the year. I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just it's tough right now because with when you look at the the tackle depth, I mean, the the reports on Andre Smith and Michael Schofield haven't been great. Um, we've seen Tyree Phillips play now. Maybe we can, uh, you know, equate that to, you know, he's young. He played a couple of different positions. You know, obviously he's going to be on the team in some capacity, um, but he might be your top backup at tackle. That's a little nerve wracking for me, especially considering, you know, we, we, we do have the some concerns at tackle. We have one huge man switching from one side to, to play a position he's never played before. And then we have another huge man coming off of reconstructive ankle surgery. And you're not really built up. You know, your depth really isn't built up, and you don't have a ton of cap space, as as Mike talked about in his article. And you may have to then do some more restructuring. And you know, I know they can always find ways to do that, but you certainly don't want to chew up the rest of your cap space before the season even starts, because you know there's going to be a circumstance where you might need something, especially in the advent of the 17 game season. You may need an extra body or two as the year rolls on, but. Yeah, certainly it would be nice if we still had uh, uh, Brown, um, but we don't. And, uh, <laughs> and we would we wouldn't have rookie sensation Odafe Owe if we if we had Brown still. So hey, you got to give a little, get a little. Yeah, uh, living with the salary cap and well, Mike, I thought you put out some good options there. Uh, you know, you know Wagner, the fact that he's got a, a fair amount of run just last year and his familiarity. I mean, you know, that's enticing. And the fact that like, you know, I don't think he, he would be expecting to start where, you know, immediately either he come in get a little extra paycheck for another year. And yeah, that's a fit to me. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, so Rob Ryan, uh, he had some enthusiastic comments on Queen. Obviously, Ryan taking over uh, manning the linebackers. Uh, uh, fan base not as high on uh, Queen, maybe as uh, as Ryan. I, I certainly see this at our board. Um, there's a lot of skepticism out there uh, about uh, Queen after last year. And again, we talked about you know maybe why there were some adjustments, but you know. Really, it seems like there's going to be a um, you know a lot of attention on the second year player, and he's going to have to produce pretty early, I think, or the uh, fan base is going to get a little restless there. We, you know, kind of what what are your thoughts there, uh, Jamie? Um, I, you know, I, I voiced this on a previous episode, and I said something in one of the uh, discussions uh, on the board uh, a couple days ago. I, I still really feel like we, we as Ravens fans, have a little bit of a, uh, you know, we have a little bit of a, a spoiled uh, uh, nature when it comes to the middle linebacker position because we've been blessed with seeing some outstanding all-pro level play for a majority of the, the history of the franchise, you know, quite frankly. And 
you know, we discussed it, Queen, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of rookies last year must have had it tough. You know, you're coming into the NFL. You don't get to have any real offseason. You're, you're learning stuff over Zoom. You know, you don't get to work out at the facility the same way or work with trainers and just not to, not able to get ready for the rigors of a 16-game season. And now this year, a 17-game season. Sorry, that's the second reference to that. Um, the uh, You know, obviously, was there things – that Queen did last year that were con- or that he did or rather didn't do that were concerning. Yeah, he he would definitely get uh he would get lost in traffic. You could see him kind of thinking his way through plays. He had trouble shedding blocks. He would he would take bad angles, get caught up in the scrum. But these are things and at times he had trouble in, in pass coverage as, as well. I mean, I mean there are definite there are definite issues. I mean, there's mm-hmm. no doubt this yeah. is somebody that's a Queen Queen supporter, but yeah. but I mean, the large yeah. yeah. I was just going to say his, his he's got great speed. He can play sideline to sideline. He made he made a share of plays last year, and I think that Queen and and you know throw Harrison in there as well. I think the Rob Ryan hire was a lot about those guys to have a an experienced defensive mind who's kind of in a similar mindset of of Wink and the you know if you will the blueprint of the Ravens defense that that aggressive you know all out style and to have him come in and specifically work with these guys. And if your position coach, you you know, is, has a lot of good things to say about your work in camp. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to be overly skeptical about at this point in time, obviously the proof is going to be, you know, on the field as it shakes out. But I, you know, I, I think the kid's got talent and, and raw ability. It's just a matter of honing his craft. And I think this off season is going to, do a lot for him in this training camp, and then we'll see what happens in a couple weeks. Yeah, maybe the maybe the comments just coach speak. Maybe it's hyper hyperbole of camp, but uh, I'll take that that enthusiasm over uh, the <laughs> Ryan being skeptical, right? And the fan base. I mean, yeah, Queen will either win people over with his player or he won't. But you know, the biggest thing is it's hard to look. Uh, you know, when you're thinking all the time, it, it, it makes you react. You know, you're not able to just react. Uh, right. uh, so, you know, or look instinctual. Uh, and that's kind of what I'm looking to see this year is can, you know, you're more familiar now or, and are you ready to go attack uh, attack uh, the ball without thinking as much? So we'll see. The lights come on the, in a couple of days. Uh, Jamie, we'll just stay with, with – uh, or you here? Uh, any camp surprises for you? We you know, we mentioned, uh, you know, maybe Perchet, wide receiver, but anybody else that, that's standing out for you? You know, I got to be honest. It's been relatively uneventful, and I think that's kind of a good thing. I think when you have a team that has been building towards, you know, being a championship caliber team, you you shouldn't have a lot of question marks on the roster. So you really shouldn't have a ton of surprises. Um, I mean, it's nice to hear things about uh, the, the, the praise for Justin Matabike. I think to hear that from the coaches and from the other players, because that's obviously a position where we have, you know, that's probably our oldest position group across the board. So to have a recent draft pick show this ability and, to feel like he's going to be able to step in because uh, obviously Calais Campbell this is more than likely going to be his, his last year. He's probably going to retire either way. He's probably not going to be here anymore. Um, and then Williams, is this, I believe this is the last year of Brandon Williams contract. If I'm not yep. mistaken. 
Yeah, yeah. So you're, you very well are, you're going to have at least one hole there, if not two. And it sounds like we've got a guy. Um, but, you know, outside of that, obviously the Prochet development was nice because I thought for sure that he was going to be the odd man out when things, you know, when we were rolling into training camp, I thought Boykin would solidify his spot. So I think that's a little bit of a surprise, especially considering the fact that Prochet was down, you know, you know, he was inactive down the stretch last year. But outside of that, I, you know, it's been, like I said, relatively uneventful, you know, obviously, you know, nagging injuries aside, but all in all, I think that's a good thing. And that's what you expect from a roster that you feel like is going to be ready to compete for a championship. Yeah. And he still might've been the odd guy out if uh, there hadn't been injuries in front of him, but sure. he's taking advantage of the opportunity. So yeah. you know, kudos yeah. to him, Mike, any, anybody for you, or we can just kind of roll into uh, this weekend and what, what we're looking to see. Uh, yeah, just really quick. It's, it sounds like the battle for the third tight end spot is a pretty intense one. Uh, Eric Tomlinson's a guy that I kind of had penciled in as the third tight end, just given that he was on the team last year and he's been around the league. This is his seventh or eighth stop in the NFL now, mainly never getting above the practice squad. But um, behind him, Josh Oliver, Eli Wolf, Tony, Tony Poljan, 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 something like that. Um, <laughs> these three guys have uh, – their names come up every day. One of those three guys' names come up every day um, with Nick Boyle being out and playing with uh, either the ones or the twos. Um, one of those three guys, their name comes up every day for doing something really good. So, uh, you know, maybe not so much Tomlinson going to be the third tight end. Um, maybe they won't go outside the organization, as I speculated a few weeks, a couple weeks ago at that position. Um Jacob Breland, he was also waived uh, recently. Um, he was in that mix, but he was waived. Um, so the Ravens could sign another wide receiver uh, camp body with all the ones going down. But Oliver Wolf and Poljan, those three guys uh, keep showing up every day. Yeah, I wanted to throw something out, too. Just to, And this was a thought, actually. Uh, I popped into my head over the weekend. Given the fact that there is a little bit of a battle for the third tight end spot, and there have been some positive reports on uh, Ben Mason, even though we discussed that that was maybe almost like a, like a little wink, wink, nudge, nudge <laughs> to, you know, to uh, brother Harbaugh, but could there be a scenario where if they don't, don't necessarily love any of the guys for the third tight end spot that you keep Ben Mason and you use him as just an extra blocker? Because I mean, let's face it. It's not like the third tight end is going to be, you know, running a lot of routes and catching a lot of passes. I mean, you have Andrews and Boyle for that. Mm -hmm. I mean, just a thought, and that way they don't have to go outside the organization, and then you can keep a guy that you drafted. And maybe if Patrick Ricard get, I don't know when he's a, I don't know if he's got one year left or if he's free agent after this year. But if he gets expensive, which he might because of you know how he's played, there might be another team that comes knocking. So then you keep a guy on the roster that can replace him. Just a thought. I don't know if that's anything that the organization is looking at, but. It could be quasi-intriguing. Well, how do, how do you perform, uh, you know, this weekend? And, and yeah, and, that, and that's what you have the preseason for, you know, so you right. can see guys and, like that and see what they can do. But we're talking about the third tight end, and we should, you know, highlight Boyle's injury again. I mean, I guess he had surgery a couple of weeks prior to, uh, you know, right around camp was starting and mm -hmm. still having uh, – Knee issues that he's not expected to play at all during the preseason. So, are you ready to go, Nick, in a month? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, 
you know, Mike, you might have mentioned it. I might have missed that in there, but it looked like the uh, Ravens waved the uh, Breeland, right? So, yep. uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Uh, let's, you know, we're talking about what to look for this weekend. And I think starting right there is a uh, something, you know, who's getting time? How many snaps are they getting? And, uh, and then blocking, uh, you know, when they go into uh, to that. Uh, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's pretty interesting because it seems like the you know uh, the the majority of the of the injuries have been hitting the offense a lot harder than the deep. I mean, obviously you have the Jimmy Smith injury, but uh, there was um oh who got it was a uh, Khalil Dorsey went down like a play after, but a play after Bateman went down, but he's not he's not a guy that's expected to make the roster, I wouldn't think. Um, so for the most part, you know, the, you're going to be seeing probably not too many starters on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, I, w- will Jackson even start? Will he even suit up considering he's only going to have a couple of practices under his belt? Um, obviously, uh, you know, Boyle's still down. I wouldn't expect Hollywood or Bateman or Boykin to play. Um, Edwards kind of in the same position as uh, um, uh, Lamar because he, you know, was down too on on a COVID list. So, I mean, I guess you'll see Dobbins out there. You know, Zeitler isn't going to play. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a weird play. thing right now, right? Where the, as you mentioned, Jamie, the roster is deep. There's going to be uh, players cut at the end of the roster who are good, and they're going to latch on somewhere else. And that can kind of be fun in the preseason to just see who has a chance of making a team there at the end. But, but really, I, I just can't wait for the preseason to end. Like each week, I'm just scared to death of who's going to like uh, uh, go out th- uh, this week and uh, and be lost. You just want to have have a semblance of your team when the uh, uh, the real games uh, start. But uh, Mike, we'll go to you for a second. You know, maybe outside of the tight ends, anything you're looking for this weekend? Yeah, um, I mean, Ben Cleveland is an enormous human being. Is he big enough to play left guard and left tackle at the same time <laughs> if needed to? Um, <laughs> no, but ser- seriously, the one thing I'm looking for is just is the rookies. I mean, I know Cleveland's going to be a road grader in the run game. I- I'm interested to see in person or on television anyway how his pass protection does look. Um, Owe, I, I want to see him really uh, just turn on the Jets. I want to see that speed, you know, come around the corner, make a nice, you know, tight turn, good hit bend, and, and maybe get a sack out there. Um, it's one of the because things I always look at in these games is, is the rookies. I remember when Ronnie Stanley, his first game is a preseason game as a rookie, and we were dealing with, I think, James Hurst the year before at left tackle uh, for most of the season. And when Stanley took the field for his first preseason game, it was night the very first snap of the game. It was night and day. You could tell that there was a, a Pro Bowl caliber left tackle playing left tackle at that point, even though it was the very first snap of his first preseason game. So I'd like to see yeah. OA be something like that. Just come off that edge like faster than Judon, faster than Ngakwe. Come off that edge lightning quick like we know he can. And just, I just want to see this athleticism play out. Yeah, Stanley was uh, not in the immediate turn style like uh, maybe uh, uh, Hurst. And oh, it'd be not like it would be nice if we just got a sack immediately, right? And kind of put that to bed, uh, <laughs> right? Um, you know, uh, Jamie, anything else uh, this weekend you're going to key on? 
Um, I think I'll, I'll uh, you know, circle back to the offensive line. And since a lot of the starters are going to be down and we're a little worried about the depth, um, at least I'm worried about the depth. I want to just see who they put out there, who gets, you know, who has some quality play. Um, it'll be interesting too to see. Uh, I would, I would imagine that Dobbins is going to get some run in the first quarter, um, and he's poised to have a big season. He's he's talking about wanting to be great, and it'll just be nice to see him bounce around with the football. You know, maybe make a cut, have have a good run or two, maybe catch a pass out of the backfield before he, you know, goes goes and calls it a day. And I, the other thing I'm going to look for is the uh, the secondary depth. I, I'm interested to see uh, Brandon Stevens and uh, Sean Wade out there. Obviously, we know we've got quality, you know, all over the secondary. But these young guys are going to need to step up because we, they, you know, they got Stevens taking snaps at safety and hoping that he sounds like they kind of want him to be the top backup. So it'll be nice to see what he can do and what he had nine picks in college, I think they said. So it'll be uh you know, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to to see those guys out there and see what we have. Because the uh the starters, you know, you you're you're only gonna get so much out of them, obviously, like you said, Chris, you want to make sure you get them in and get them out and let's get them to opening day. Yeah, I'm kind of looking at maybe the interior of the uh, the offensive line, and then I'm also going to key on the – well, not really key on. I think you guys kind of nailed what I'll, I'll really be paying attention to, but I'm also curious to see Justice Hill uh, there and just, you know, is he going to be the third back? He was great in special teams last year. He's supposed to be better between the tackles right now, uh, and he's also supposed to be better in blitz pickup, but – uh, he's got to be more productive as a running back, and if he's not, then I think you you may need to look for you know, somebody else there uh, as your as your third back. Great scenario, uh, one and two. But as much as the Ravens uh, you know, feature the running game, um, you know that your third back just can't. You're going to have to believe that he can produce if one of the other two backs go down. So yeah, I'm kind of you know, interested to watch that. Yeah, especially I think that there may, the organization may want to take a little bit of the rushing load off of Jackson. I just, I feel like they maybe they won't say it, but it, you have to have to believe that maybe they don't want him to be the guy that has the most carries on the team again. You know, he he led he led he led the offense in carries last year. So perhaps you'd like to share that load a little bit. Obviously, you're not going to control when he's going to scramble per se. But there may maybe there won't be as many design runs. Maybe you know instead of uh, read options, maybe there'll be more play action this year. So maybe that's where you see you know a, a little bit more run for the third back this year. Yeah, one of one of our future shows, we can do kind of an over under with uh, with uh, guys and our expectations there and it would be interesting to set an over under for uh rushing attempts per game for Jackson offhand I'll say mm, I would probably set it at 12 and I, I might go over that <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what I was thinking yeah. uh, well so anything else guys we're calling a week yeah no I think I'm just looking forward to uh looking forward to uh the the uh the lights coming on even if they're a little dimmer in the preseason it'll be fun to see them you know, playing against another team, get to see a lot of it because you only get to see so much from camp and you only get to read reports. So it's a little bit of a little bit of a tease until you get to uh, see them, see them suit up. So I'm definitely just looking forward to it.
Yeah, me too. Baltimore Sports and Life. We don't have access at the uh, in a, uh, practice facility, so we go off uh, secondhand reports of there's some good people around town, but I got to say every year I read the reports that some of these people have and then the lights go on and I'm like, mm, this doesn't really match what I've been reading all uh, all summer. So I- I'm happy to get my own eyes uh, on the guys and uh, I know you guys are as well. Been a long time since the season uh, last year ended. New season's getting right, you know, coming right uh, down the pike. Uh, we're excited. Uh, obviously, if you've been watching the Royals all summer, you're ready to see something else. So here we go. Uh, <laughs> Ravens are back. Thanks for joining us tonight for the bank. Uh, without technical issues, we'll begin back next week. Check us out on the board, BaltimoreSportsAndLife.com. Come and join the message board as well. Check out the recent articles from uh, Jamie and Mike and whatever else they have coming down uh, as well. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Take care.